Everyone in the top ten thousand agreed that the weather was no respecter of persons. A heavy rain roared down on London town with unremitting violence, chuckling in the lead gutters, pouring down the drain pipes, and setting the filth from the kennels awash over the roads. The season had begun but two weeks ago, and now the promising groundwork that had been assiduously laid by hopeful mothers and their equally hopeful daughters seemed to be in a fair way to being ruined. Rides in the park at the fashionable hour, shopping in Bond Street, ices at Gunter's, the myriad of opportunities for chance encounters to further the acquaintance of the ballroom were all being washed away. Even Clarence Square, the most fashionable of Mayfair addresses, had not escaped the ravages of the deluge. Water soaked into the brick facade of its elegant buildings and ran in little waterfalls from its stately porticos. The pretty gardens of the square were pockmarked by huge, depressing puddles, and the battered rose bushes threw their scarlet petals over the sodden grass like summer warriors bleeding to death before an onslaught of watery spears. Captain Henry Wright jolted into the square in the confines of a stuffy carriage and fretted for the hundredth time in the cage that was called love. Instead of putting on the gloves with his friends at Jackson's or playing a rubber of piquet at White's, here he was, all dressed up like a Bond Street fribble in a coat with twelve shoulder capes and buttons the size of soup plates, going to call on a young female and endure the cold glances of her odious mother. Ever since he had set eyes on Clarissa Sayers, but a certain night ago at her come-out ball, his heart had been lost, to the great amazement of London society, who had labelled the captain a hardened flirt. His sister Emily could point out that Mrs. Sayers, whose vast fortune came from a series of thriving woolen manufactories in the north, smelled of the shop and was an encroaching sit. His friends could remind him that since he had just been honourably discharged with a leg wound after the long rigours of the Peninsular War, he was bound to be susceptible and ready to fall for the first pretty face he met. But all in vain. He had no sooner set eyes on Clarissa's ethereal beauty than his heart was well and truly hers. His goddess preferred the dandy set rather than the athletic Corinthians that the captain favoured, hence the outrageous coat which was already beginning to make him feel uncomfortable. In spite of the drenching rain, he walked slowly up the wide marble steps and then banged on the knocker with unnecessary violence. He was admitted by the butler, and, with relief, was divested of his outer coat. Revealed underneath was an impeccable swallowtail coat, which might meet with the butler's approval, but he felt sure that his love would have been better pleased had he attired himself in all the glory of padded shoulders and a nipped waist. His heart beating fast, the captain followed the butler up the wide carpeted stairs to a morning room on the first floor, and straightening his cravat and feeling like a schoolboy, made his entrance. But there was nothing in his manner to betray his feelings to Miss Clarissa Sayers, or to her mother, who were engaged at their embroidery. 
From his fair curly hair cut in a fashionable Brutus crop, to his shiny hessians with their little gold tassels, he was the epitome of languid elegance. Mrs. Sayers was a plump woman of middle years, dressed in a green and white striped dress, displaying a generous expanse of mottled bosom. An elaborate lace cap was balanced precariously on curls of an improbable gold. Her heavy jaw betrayed all the force of character that was necessary for a matron, however rich, with a background of trade, to storm the aristocratic bastions of London's West End. She hid her heavy domineering character behind a mask of helpless girlish fluttering. When her bluff Yorkshire husband had departed this world in a fit of apoplexy, she lost no time. Once the regulation period of mourning was over,